Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What's going on? What's good, people? This is Biz. This is Mike. Welcome to another episode of The Abstract Originals. Yeah, Abstract Originals, where you come here to professional black men reply back to life. Check us out at <laughs> soundcloud.com slash The Abstract Originals with dashes. Hit us up on iTunes at The Abstract Originals. You can email us at The Abstract Originals at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. You can hit me at Biggerda, B-I-G-G-E-R-D-A. Find me at Nubian Beach Bum. And the podcast Twitter is underscore A-B Originals. What's good, man? What's going on, boy? I spent the weekend watching uh, Making of a Murderer. I was looking at it on Twitter and all these people at at work kept telling me about it. Some crazy shit. Have you watched it? Um, is this the show about Steve Avery and his nephew yep. supposed to have did something to some chick? They had, well, Steve Avery had, well, I don't want to give spoilers away because people get real sensitive. But it's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery type of thing. But, but it's real, real life, life documentary shit. Okay. Yeah. Where people are spending like real time. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I, I think I saw that. It's about 10 episodes on Netflix. Yeah. It's funny how this documentary came out around this time because it's all about the police lying to cover up things. And I think that there was a story out recently about some policemen making some people change their statements. You remember? What I recently saw on Twitter that caught my eye was about these little teenagers who accused of raping the daughter. In Brooklyn. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Okay. So are you familiar with the Central Park Five? It was an older case about some 14 to 16-year-old boys who... Um, it was a jogger. Some wealthy white woman got raped in Central Park, and they blamed it on these teenagers. And the teenagers, they attempted to be coerced into a statement similar to how some of the things play out with uh, the story on the make a murderer they made these statements and these statements they were saying they were coerced to make them but they the judge made them stick in court and they all got like from like six to 13 years and then the real rapist finally admitted it to a detective and they came out and said, well, hey, y'all free. And now they were suing for $40 million. But it's interesting, like you said, that this movie comes out at this time. Especially with all the police stuff going on right now. I think when it was actually going on, he was looked at as like a... Everybody already condemned him as being a murderer. Yeah, and now when you said that, that made me think of these little dudes. I don't know what happened. So this, let me break down the story on this. So the little kids in Brooklyn apparently... A man was in the cut with his daughter doing something. Maybe were, drinking beers. Drinking beer. mm-hmm. And on the father's account, he said some dudes came up, put a gun to his head, told him to run. And he left his daughter to, and she, at that time, she was being raped by these young dudes. And he ran to get help and wouldn't nobody believe him. It took him like 20 minutes for the police to come. And then when they finally came, the little dudes were gone. Yeah, 
the story to me, right? When you it's heard crazy. too, it's like a lot of shit was like, hold up, what about this? What about it that? took a second to process? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, it took a lot to process because why are you and your daughter hanging out? Why they out? drink? It's an eighteen-year-old daughter. Yeah, but why y'all hanging out in the in the cut? Not in like a real like. Well, they was hanging out in the cut because. They were drinking, and she was only eighteen. Then why do that outside? Why not in the crib? What is you outside drinking? What? What? I don't. As a father, I don't get that. <laughs> Secondly, as a father, if somebody puts a gun to my head, why the fuck would I leave my daughter? Why would I want her with the? Tra- I would rather her have the trauma of seeing me defend her than her have the trauma of being raped or molested. You know, yeah, it ain't like they gonna. It you, ain't like they gonna kill me and then rape you. No, they would kill me and keep it moving because it would be a scene then. You know, but how do you look your daughter in the face after that? After you left her with five dudes to get raped? It's a lot of shit one in there. See, a lot of people lie, and so many people, especially dealing with this Cosby shit, so many people are so quick to take a victim's word to be bona fide truth. That is very fucking dangerous because that's exactly what the authorities and white people, especially in the white supremacy that we experience by living against any person of color, always gets to exemplify themselves by saying, I'm more valid than you because I am not only white, but of authority. You just can't presume people are just guilty because one person has said something. In the case, that's why I threw but up that. But they ass. are definitely guilty, aren't they? Why do you say that? Because look at the Central Park Five. Same, same, similar, not the same. Some little dudes. They were in the park doing other shit. You know, they wouldn't admit to it, but they were saying, you know, we was bad, busting windows and doing shit, but we didn't rape this hoe. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Now, the woman, she said she don't remember nothing. They put it on these little dudes. The police talked to them like, oh, okay, well, y'all must have did it, whatever, whatever. Had them confess. And then they came back and said, no, nah, well, they had us make us say that. Didn't nobody believe them either. See, we're conditioned to think that just because a woman says rape happened, that it happened every time. We're not conditioned. We, as in me and you, are not, I'm not conditioned to think that. I'm conditioned to... We automatically come to the defense of the woman. No, I come to the defense of children. Now, women, I don't necessarily come to defense to because I have experienced some scrupulous women who have done some very insidious acts, conscious acts against some men out of spite and other reasons. Wow. Out of spite? Yeah. You would put somebody through a rape charge? Yes. Out of spite? Yes. I knew. Okay, let me give you this story. Homeboy, I was locked up, right? I was being. This is your homeboy, the. No, this ain't. This is the cellmate, yes. This is your homeboy. Okay. Eventually, he became my homeboy. Oh, yeah. okay. We were uh, being <laughs> held for a preliminary trial. So we were in like a county jail type setting. He was in there because. He met this chick at the club. She was with this twerk team. She dancing all night. He on a... They was he, like strippers? They were almost like strippers. They was with a rap group, right? A okay. local rap group. They was he like managed, the dance team. They was like yeah. the color guard for the rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was like the manager, stage manager of this particular event at this venue. One of the girls he was liking on took her home. They got the fucking... 
she tell him that she like it <laughs> like rough. They just got the fucking. They did. I mean, long story short, <laughs> but she tell him that she like it rough. So she like smack me. So he smack her. She haul off and smack the shit out of him. So he smack her back. She's like, yeah, like that, nigga. What? Choke me. Fuck me. You know what I'm saying? So he like, oh, okay. he got all in it. He was like, he fucking, you know, the bitch like smack her. He smacked the hoe. Like shit, like but, he's like really whooping her ass at this point. Like, not really. In a he kinky said not way. really in a kinky way. Not really, right? She bruised up after mostly on her ass. He's saying because he she, thought she like it rough. She no, he said as way. he was smacking on her ass when he got the hitting her from the back. She kept on asking like, "Smack my ass, nigga! Grab my ass! Smack my ass!" And you know she was a little yellow girl. <laughs> Next day, she laid up with him all day. Phone got the blowing up. She was like, oh, she needs to go to the crib real quick. She get to the crib. Her mama come running outside. Like, where the fuck you been? I've been calling you. Okay. He kind of freaked out, but he like, oh. her mama like, hold up, hold up. You been with my daughter? She underage, nigga. She oh. underage. What the fuck is you doing? What the fuck is wrong with your face? Mind you, she oh. all bruised up. She say, he raped me. Damn. Right there in front of him. He didn't know what to do. He's like, what? So he just drove off. She took down the license plate number. He got a rape case and is fighting it. Wow. You know, and I ain't never know how that even turned out. But that's dangerous because that's a lot of sides there. You got the mama who's saying, well, my daughter accused you in your fucking face. You didn't say shit. And you drove off. You got my daughter saying another thing. And apparently if they do a rape kit, which they did. They got your DNA, then you got your side, and then you got your homeboys, and everybody who was at the club who saw all that. And maybe oh, she was underage damn. getting in, but that don't say that you couldn't rape her. Right. You know, and with the rough sex, it just makes it all a little bit more dangerous. You got to be careful. Man. See, and but the thing is, a man calling rape, especially from a woman... Wouldn't even think twice of it. A lot of times, it depends on how he was raped. If he was anally raped, we usually take the man's by word. a woman. Yeah, when a man women gets, anally raped guys anally. Men usually get anally raped. When I think of a man reporting rape, it's not usually because somebody sucked his dick or he was fucking some pussy. It's usually because somebody stuck something in him and he felt violated. Okay, so. If a man reports that to me, I'm most likely to believe him, too. Because it's like, who is going to exaggerate getting a broomstick stuck in a head? Yeah. Yeah. So when I picture anal Uh. rape for men, I picture people. I don't people. I don't see people like. Fucking a lot of men for pleasure. Like, I'm going to rape this man for pleasure. I see them doing it out like of holding power, them down submission. And yeah, I see I see crazy. blood and shit oh. and intestines and stitches. Extreme. Yeah, I see a lot of that. I don't see that necessarily when I visualize uh, females being raped. When I think of females being raped, I'm thinking muggers, robbers. I'm thinking uh, of the act of violence more than the sexual violence. You know, I'm thinking more of the... The robbery, murder, kidnapping More than the actual act itself mm. But rape is a fucked up subject Because it's a matter of perspective Okay Now I say this because When somebody says no 
even when they say no jokingly it could actually mean and it should to most people say i'm not fucking playing no but so even with like the jokey girl no <laughs> well i'm saying that's matter of perspective it because i i've known of a girl that she will say no but she really means yes she that sounds a little rapey, but, but I she, know what you're she talking likes about. That, she has that rape fantasy type Yeah, thing yeah, going and on. that's what I was going to say. Now, rape fantasy is a whole nother, whole nother fetish and idea. And I have experienced more frequently women who have this idea of me as this grown-ass black man roughing them up and taking it. For me, I'm the type of selfish fucker... I like a motherfucker to give it to me. Like I don't want. I don't want to feel like I have to take it. I'm more like hold it, hold, bust that motherfucker open, hold it still. Show me you can <laughs> handle this dick. I'm not like trying to move you around and force you down and say, "Oh no, you gonna take this dick." That ain't that. That shit starts to irritate <laughs> me because. That's just bothersome. But that's just me. Um, but I I have been in that zone where I have seen motherfuckers say no, but they actually mean, hey, I'm not sure if I want you to go that fast this quick. But, okay, so do you have to get a definite yes after that? Is it like, or is it- For me? Or you, is it like me, welcoming, no, for invitation me, type? Eyes. I can only speak for myself. For me, you tell me no, I'm good. Again, I don't like to. I'm not gonna fight for it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna chase you around. I'm not gonna. Now I may face fuck you and gag you and you know, like uh, I may do some <laughs> shit like that. But I ain't gonna. That's um. What is it? SMS. I don't. I don't really find that really kinky. Sometimes it gets in the realm of beyond freaky when. I may uh, involve spit and slapping and uh, gagging till I see tears and shit. You know, throw up. Throw up? Yeah, I don't know. But something about that's something little, about that. It, yeah, that's a little disgusting as fuck. Only when bit. I'm only when I'm a little fucked up. Like I have to be a little. There's no amount of fucked high. up that would make me really want to get thrown up on. I'm just saying I don't mind, and if I'm face fucking that hard, I expected a throw up. I mean, I just I know Ugh. this gonna happen. You gonna gag? It's in the moment. I'm kind of doing it for shits and giggles. I, I was attempting to analyze that, but I'll I'll do that on another show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have some uh, sexual perversions that I'm working out. That's because porn is is too strong now. Like. I think if you it's turn on porn, it's like automatically hard. You know, back in the day, it was more about softcore porn. No. It was. And then... Nigga, nah. Except on the VHS tapes. But it was more softer porn. Like, But now it's like HD. You see all the juices and stuff. I first kinda, started watching gangbangs, orgies. Uh, Brazilian, but what's some things when they all come on one <laughs> bitch? By 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 Baku, what Bagoki, whatever this. <laughs> Bagoki. Bagoki is Vietnamese. For, I thought it was Korean. Baku K. Baku. It's Japanese. Wait, I, I have it. I know I it's Oriental it. because Bukaki. Bukaki. There you go. They couldn't. Whoa! 
they have those <laughs> fetish films because they can't show sexual acts in their porn, so they came up with uh, all these other things. Because they have to, to, you have to blur blur Asian porn, right? Yeah, but they yeah. can show non-sexual acts of nudity or something like that. I don't know. But um, how do we get on um, Bukakis? <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I, I started out watching gruesome ass porn because. Not gruesome. Gruesome. Like, I started watching Ugh. gruesome porn. I was watching Mr. Marcus and this shit called Rough Sex, smack and beat the shit out these white hoes, spitting their mouth. I used to really like that one because I thought it was a very nice visual of how I felt about white supremacy at the time. Just how he was destroying <laughs> them bitches. How, okay, you think about your white supremacy with your porn. I did it because it was the That's first time. Wait, wait, wait! This was, <laughs> this was really interesting because the white porn man that was in this video. And by the way, anybody want to see it? It's Anabolic Films produces <laughs> Mr. Marcus. It's a scene. He got two or three white bitches. He dogging them the fuck out. It's called Rough Sex. It, it, it is the video where. It's the series where they got the girl and she quit. Like, they got the one blooper and he was smacking on her asshole. This white man smacking on her asshole. The one white chick. And uh, she quit. He was hitting on her titties and shit. It's that, it's that film series either way. But Mr. Marcus was dogging these white bitches, right? And the other white actors in the film, later on when they was filming Mr. Marcus, you could tell they was a little bit uncomfortable. He brought in a white dude later on as he was finishing up on the hoes. You could He's tell clean he, up, man. Yeah, well, not the cleanup man, but he claimed to join in. You could tell he was uncomfortable that Mr. Marcus was having all these power with these white bitches. And this one white bitch was loving it. She was, I mean, he then smacked <laughs> on her ass so many times, so hard. She didn't bust blood vessels, already turning purple. <laughs> he then smacked her titties, cocked her mouth open, spit down her throat, smacked in her face, beat in her face with his dick. Gagged her the tears and she begging for more. He fucking the shit out of her. She's like crying, like more, harder, more. I'm like, this you make is it seem like, like she got jumped. She was having fucking fun. One of them was of having, one like, of them was having fun. The other one, she was getting her money. She was definitely like, do whatever you want to her. I just want to make it through this so I can get. Why this are we talking about this? Dollars. Why are you explaining the whole point? Because you saying like. You started on soft porn. I did not. <laughs> I started on hardcore fucking fucking. I've been fucking for a long time. I think that's why I got sexually perverse. After so well, many years to, of having um, sex. And, and especially dealing with white supremacy. Global white supremacy. See, that you, means wasn't nobody thinking about all that. But I, no, no, no. Every older white man, every married couple, every international sex pervert that has ever seen me in Miami, L.A., Atlanta, New York has always attempted something very sexually perverse. And that's not due to anything. What is but, a sex, very sexually perverse? Um, fuck, fuck my wife in front of me. Uh, why are you meeting these kind of people? I'm what, out in public. You know, last time I met a freaky couple because I like the... I because, like the high. You know, none of this kind, none of this kind of shit ever happens to me. Well, it depends on where you go. I was in Orlando <laughs> at the All Star Game a couple years back, right, two three years back, and we ended up at a party downtown. Damn, damn, it was a nice ass hotel too. It was a real nice flash hotel. I think it was one of their little local hotels that was only there. But either way, we was downtown. It was a real nice fucking hotel, and. Uh, Drinking, 
I'm by myself at this moment because the people I came with had luxury seats and they were mingling. And you mean was, they were in the VIP area? No, they were mingling in this hotel at this moment. And I was down <laughs> at the bar and I'm drinking, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude and his wife next to me, he like asked me, do I like his wife's tits? And I'm like, yeah. Whenever a white man asks me something like that, I kind of already know where they're going. He asked me where I'm from. I say St. Louis. They do you from like Tennessee. my wife's tits? Yeah. She was sitting there. They were, they is, that, was, is that how you say hello? You know, like greetings, my well, greetings, my friend. See, it's a difference <laughs> like between a swingers and friendly couples. No, I think the word is cockholes. Okay. See, a cockhole is someone who gets off by seeing you please their wife or their girlfriend. A swinger is somebody who wants you to tag team they hoe. Okay? So, now the difference between these people and how they approach you is about how subtle their approach. A swinger, somebody who's interested in fucking together, they're going to be very subtle because they want to get a feel for you. They might even want you to have a story for their wife. It might be their first time. I've done this too much, damn. Uh, secondly, <laughs> I about to say, what then is you going got on? you got <laughs> yo perverse motherfuckers who got all type of freaky shit. Like some people at the time, I, I, I had dreadlocks, gold teeth, and tattoos for majority period of my adulthood. So they look at me in the aspect of like, hmm, it's global white supremacy. They're interested in black meat. Everything about me. Can <laughs> I massage me. you? Can I taste you? Can I touch you? Let me smell your hair. What you look like naked? Can I kiss your feet? Can I suck your toes? I, I I just want to be around you. Can I can I serve you? Can I make your bath water? I'm all type of all type of shit. I rarely get surprised. Every now and then, like every about five years or another, somebody do something and I laugh like okay. I ain't had heard nothing new until now. But <laughs> either way, so back to swingers and the we sexual can, perverts. We conservative in the South. Well, <laughs> I was in fucking Florida. I mean, and you know, Miami. not the South. Okay. Florida's by itself. I will give you that. I will, in in and South Florida. Especially Miami and yeah, South Yeah, South Florida is especially different. It's that's like a whole different country. kind of thing, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, that is true. But Atlanta is a sex depot, too, for races. They come to Atlanta seeking black bodies. Atlanta is a town of prostitutes, whores, and escorts on the up and up, <laughs> high-key, low-key. True, <laughs> it is. I mean, and it ain't just the shit you see in the club because in the average club, in a, from the strip club to fucking opera, you will see... Niggas offering women money for sex, even opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Just but that's most big cities, though, isn't it? it? Correct, it is. But Atlanta has an underground international market. It's a lot of people fly in that hub that come from around the world. It's an international hub, and they come and have illicit sex with black people in that town, especially the black men in that town. But even the black women are highly sought after in Atlanta, internationally. 
Do they have the Pokemon cards like they do in Vegas when they be passing them out on the strip? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Atlanta works off Backpage, Craigslist, referrals, street prostitution, word of mouth, club scene, hotel lobby. Yeah, Vegas is more in your face, solicit. Hey, this is my friend. She sell pussy. What's up? <laughs> Vegas was so fucking trashy. Like, gotta my, put a low. First time I went to Vegas, I went with two females. Right, ninety percent of the time, anybody who stopped and talked to me was really asking if they were selling pussy and if they. Could. Oh, yeah, ninety percent of the time, they were asking for permission or yeah, you know. like oh. how much, what's going on, what's good, where y'all Ninety percent of the time, just walking around. <laughs> that's why I got walking with two women. So yeah, Vegas was different for me. Then I came back on Vegas on some uh, kicking shit, and because everybody from different places. It depends on what weekend for me I'm in Vegas and where everybody else from in Vegas before I'm really enjoying myself in that town. Last time I went to Vegas, I was underage. I still got the drinking things, but I need to go back as an adult because I'm sure it would be... I wasn't able to get in any clubs or anything like that because I wasn't... What the fuck would you do in Vegas? Y'all just swim? Well, everybody else was 21, so it was only like one or two of us. It was about two or three of us that weren't. And you went without a fake ID? Yeah. Why the fuck did you go to Vegas? <laughs> like, because, well, it was for a conference, really, through okay, school. Okay, okay. So it was a group of us, but everybody else was. I thought older. it was a planned trip. I was like, you should no, go no, to no. Canada. At least you could drink at 19. See, now if, now, if it was a planned trip, I wouldn't have gone. Because why? Why go to Vegas? So you drunk no alcohol this whole I, trip? I went, I drank alcohol because they didn't call it like that. Okay, but I just couldn't get into the clubs and stuff at nighttime, so I just hang out. I was just hanging out in the casinos. And you couldn't use none of your homeboys' ID. Y'all ain't never do that shit. See, I didn't want to do it in Vegas because you know I'm I'm kind of scary about stuff like that because I didn't want to use it in another state. And Somebody then they just they catch me and take me to jail. Now I'm no, stuck in the now know. I'm stuck in the Vegas jail forever, and now everybody done left me. Nah, I, like how um, I'm supposed to get home? I don't understand how it works. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the kind of shit that runs through my head when I do like. Yeah, you needed a corrupt friend like me, growing <laughs> I will. I will tell you the ins and out of everything. I was in and out the strip club by sixteen. I could tell you the ins and out of other strip clubs in other cities by eighteen. I was everywhere. <laughs> but um, yeah. Mm, interesting. You played a lottery. Yeah. Did you why, just, why the fuck wouldn't I have played? Do you lottery? always play? No, I do you only feel play like it. this is a scheme? Do you think def- I only play lottery when they put it in the news? Do you think this is a scheme to get the nation's wealth because people Be- didn't shop really hard? Because you niggas do not celebrate Black Friday. <laughs> they taking all y'all's money in a different kind of way. Because they know the same people that usually celebrate Black Friday are damn sure gonna play the lottery yeah. when it comes out. So They'll spend they hard earned twenty dollars for one ticket. I mean for um for one play of tickets. Now I've never it's never gone to over a billion dollars, right? I'm not sure. I don't ever remember a time where the lottery's gotten over a billion dollars. So they're definitely because I've heard that they can manipulate the numbers where somebody can win or not win. Yeah, I've seen that on a Russian show where they were I think it was on World Star. They had a 
it was a Russian lottery. <laughs> That's where I get my news. Uh-huh. It was a Russian lottery, and the numbers came up before the ball came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So, you know it is some type of setup for that. It's definitely a setup. So, and this last number, it was very unique. It had not ever came in with that number 13 before. None of those numbers had ever came in with 13 before. See? They had to make sure. Yeah, they had to make sure. Just look how they made sure. A number that they found a number that wasn't in sequence, but was not ever a combination a winner before. So yeah, I think they are making effort to collect our money. And I think they're gonna pay our people but not a top winner too. It's gonna definitely be split between a few people. Oh yeah, they ain't gonna let one motherfucker have all the power. Because I don't, <laughs> I don't even think it's gonna be like two billion in uh, on Wednesday. Cause two billion dollars. It's gonna be like a billion dollar payout. Now, I don't even think I would want to win that much money at one time. Why not? That's a lot of pressure. I'm liberating a lot of black people. I am liberating. A lot of black people. I am buying so much land. I am liberating so many black people. Every school foundation. I don't know yet, and I will. I think. Would you come back home? Would you do a city you haven't seen before? I will be somewhere where the land will be fertile. We can get fresh rainwater, and I will build from the ground up. And I would be building about security. It would be. It would be a perfect. Black oasis in America. I will liberate. Are you giving to so, your it'll family? It'll be like the black eyes. That is me giving to my family. My family. The I was family to, is gonna live on the on the land on the at the school or whatever. What is this you make? This will be more like a small community, a compound. I mean, Tyler Perry has a compound. He don't got nine hundred million dollars. Okay, <laughs> so I know I can afford a fucking. Dude, that is that's a lot of damn money. I am going to liberate that. a lot of black folks. That'd be great, and I'm going to make effort to disperse the funds. So no matter what happened to me, it will always recycle within the community or mm. within ourselves. It will stay within. I will make extreme effort i'm opening up community look i looked already how much it would cost to open up fucking credit unions i'm talking about i would have that sold up where it'll be like fort knox in that motherfucker it you in order for anybody government drone visitor to get to wherever this compound is you will be well we will be well aware of what's going on before you get there to try to fuck up anything we got going no more black wall street i'm talking about thriving motherfucker my first order of business is i'm definitely putting the bojangles and zaxby's in st louis because i'm tired of not having one you would stay in st louis you know what hell no (laughs) (laughs) but i you know i'm gonna just buy a home in all my favorite cities and just travel back and forth. You're going to be broken 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> back and forth from each city. One thing I seen. I can rent them out. I can flip them. Yeah, but everybody going to be suing you. So you got so much property, you're going to get contracted. People following on your property. I saw that one man I'm say. I'm getting security first, though. Definitely. Security. I'm getting bulletproof windows on everything. I, like I said, I'm going to have it by the time I'm ready to spend money. If a motherfucker's to rob me, kidnap me, I wouldn't be worth shit. It would be dispersed to the community. The black folks gonna get it. it it's gonna be like 
the movie with Justin Timberlake when he went and gave everybody all the time for free. It's gonna be one of them moments. Mm. Yeah. Except it's gonna be all black folks. Spoiler alert. All black folks. <laughs> all people of color. Rather. I'm going to to extend what I will call black privilege. Alright, black privilege. <laughs> See how that how that how that trickles down in the economy and what that does to the world system. Oh, but they definitely gonna find a way to get the money back. They ain't gonna get it from me. Oh, they definitely going to They ain't gonna get it from me. Because I I don't imagine, especially if a black person wins, they ain't gonna get let, a black, allowing that black person to do whatever they wanted with that money. That's why it would, when I make my first move, it'll be my best move because they wouldn't stop me. <laughs> they wouldn't stop me. My shit would be so secure when Barack leave office, he would come reside there. That's how nice I'm gonna make this <laughs> shit, okay? He would bring the first family to come live in that bitch. Because he's like, you know what? You locked this shit down. You did this shit right, son. Uh, and I'm going to say, right, son. I did do this right, son. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's just you, my American dream. Do you quit working? What is working? <laughs> what? Jobs? Dude, no. Why would I? Why would I take time from enjoying life? <laughs> oh, there's no more work for no more moments of not enjoying life. No, for what? Mm. I'm 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 extending my perspective to others. I'm gonna find ways to make other people enjoy life. No more working for anybody. You can work with. Whoever the fuck you want, but you will not feel obliged to work for any motherfucker. Hell no. Nah. You can take your talents and break bread with whoever the fuck you want, but you won't feel like I need to work for a motherfucker. You won't even have that. That idea would, you would not fathom that. My family is automatically the royal family of the United States. Okay. Just like that. Okay. I mean, actually, you are. They ain't gonna respect you, so you can't mingle with them. We can, hey, we can, we're gonna have to do some social media shit, but we're, we are the royal family of the United States. <laughs> y'all gonna get on TV, y'all gonna Everything. do some Kardashian shit. <laughs> you, you ain't gonna see me, nigga. I'm gonna be so busy building motherfucking underground worlds and shit. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm trying to save up to buy satellites. I'm gonna be partnering with. They gonna think you. you <laughs> they gonna think you a fucking terrorist. I'm gonna be <laughs> partnering with Farrakhan and shit. They gonna yeah, be like, exactly. <laughs> you ain't gonna make it too long. That's all right. I lead the states, cuz with <laughs> nine hundred million. I lead the states, cuz I go right to the desert, right to the motherfucking desert of Africa. Some goddamn government kid. You all say it was a brain aneurysm. That's or all right. I'll be in the meantime. I'll be building solar panels all over Egypt. Say <laughs> <laughs> so this, this niggas trying to make an atom bomb, right? <laughs> they be trying to say all shit. I'll be helping what our is he people. Doing? Our black folks will be liberated. A lot of us will be free mentally liberated from the idea of not comprehending racism, which is white supremacy. You know, that was something I was stressing to my child the other day. Because I just wanted to keep it simple. Racism is white supremacy. That it is. That is the definition, period. Racism is white supremacy. It is the same thing. When anybody attempts to... Well, when you say that, you're meaning that any form of racism that we see in our everyday lives goes back to the idea of white supremacy. What I mean is this. As we know it as a term, as a definition, as an idea, as a concept in your mind before you formulate a word, 
to simplify it, it is white supremacy. And anybody who will debate you on that, let them and see what they come back with. Because racism is white supremacy. Racism is not black supremacy, not even in a black environment. Why is that? Because Be- nobody else is getting ruled under. There you go. <laughs> and no people of color are attempting to oppress or rule Nobody people else is getting oppressed, right? Out color. No colored people are saying, white people, you are now oppressed. We will treat you like this. We will degrade, destroy your life. We will make effort to treat you indifferent. We do not find that phenomenon in the planet Earth. Well, you find it. No system. But None. England. None. Britain. No. Because they still black people over there still have. There's still white supremacy. White supremacy there. is a global phenomenon. There is no other group of people attempting to claim supreme. Oh, racism, other, other than white people. Other than white people. Oh, okay, no yeah. people of color. No Asian is treating whites systematically different by oppressing them, enslaving them killing them, not granting them human rights, making them fight to be acknowledged for civil rights under laws that does not exist. Only white people have done this. That's why white supremacy is a global phenomenon that is racism. Racism is Mm -hmm. white supremacy. Yeah, all the racism, even like colorism, like we had talked about Dominican Republic and Haiti, uh, on one episode earlier, the mm-hmm. idea of colorism and colorism in India, all that still stems from white supremacy too. It's crazy. I don't know. It's not really crazy. What it is is unstudied, and we cannot depend on white people to study racism because they have a different perspective being white. It, it even if you are an ally, you will not be able to understand the phenomena because you have the behavior pattern of the people who exhibit this fucking sickness that they inflict on people <laughs> called racism. Okay? Earlier I was talking about Mark Lamont Hill and I'm going to bring him back up again because... Uh, poor Mark. There's no... Why, why poor Mark? <laughs> because... I enjoy Mark Lamont Hill when he's on when he's on the news. When he does like debates with people like when he was on the Bill O'Reilly show and he shut Bill O'Reilly down. I enjoy those moments. But then he does stupid shit like go ahead. Well, I don't know if this was stupid or if this was just Well, it was just his opinion. His, his I guess he's being honest, honest. His opinion. Well, this is what I'm saying. However, okay, let me give y'all the story first. So, Mark Lamont Hill reposted a critique of Francis Chris Welsing, Dr. Francis Chris Welsing, less than 12 hours after she had passed. It, with, within this critique, he had made the statement that it was a better critique than he could give, but, you know, he co-signed. And... The person who wrote the critique was actually debating Dr. Welsing's work. 
Not because that they were a, ch- a black child psychiatrist, just because they were in disagreements. Fine, you can have that conversation. You right. could do that, not at this time, especially but Mark not, Lamont Hill. But she just died. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying. Especially for him. So for him to do that publicly, it put a bad taste in my mouth because I wanted to call him a whole bunch of shits. But I'm learning, dealing with uh, the compensatory code. Put forth by Neely Fuller Jr. to not name call or get upset of other victims of racism. But this man, he had to feel like this before she was dead. I mean, they lived in the same city. There's nothing wrong with them not agreeing. No, nothing at all. Or the other person who made the critique. Something's wrong with him reposting that within 12 hours after her passing. Especially since... Right. Well, you could have said this any time. That's not his behavior when... It's not the appropriate time to do that kind of thing. Yeah, that's not his behavior when others pass. Especially Dr. Welsing being an elder, an educated elder... Uh, a, a well, world-renowned, educated elder who explored the phenomena of racism, who combated white psychiatrists who were attempting to convince people, all peoples around the world, that black people were inferior by genetics. She was the only one, and instead of highlighting that, at her passing, because you can highlight Dave Bowie, and then what bothered me was somebody said, "Well, why you didn't uh, say nothing bad about him?" He said, "Well, th- uh, that was a critique made by someone else. Do you have a critique? I'll be happy to post it. Why are you so happy to post that type of shit?" What was he even critiquing? It was. He I knew was, it was something about. He was critiquing. I don't even, I didn't even read the whole thing because it bothered me. But he was basically it was a dude who wrote it. The critique he was basically saying that Dr. Francis Chris Welsing didn't like homosexuals and that she tried to pit them against other the traditional black right. community or some shit like that. Right. But um yeah I, well, I that's just, not what she was doing though. No, I mean what she did was from a scientific see and that's another thing you can argue all day. Go to school, become a scientist in your right, and then observe the phenomenon of racism. Make your own theories. Make your own theories, and then say, this is my theory. Let's combat what... You don't have to agree. Right. This, this is, is my theory. Yeah. Let me combat this against this other theory somebody else has. Mm-hmm. And then you got a valid argument for me to pay attention. That's why I didn't read it in, in depth, because I didn't care about his opinion. But... I would have cared if he had studied the phenomenon of racism and he had made a at least a concrete understanding of what he believed racism to be. And then we could talk about how she described this behavior pattern of same-sex relations. Because she talked about it as a, a behavior thought pattern saying it is destructive not to reproduce. You should be about reproducing life in a relationship and if not it is destructive behavior because it it brings an end to you 
Okay, and it was more about the behavior thought pattern, how white men, because they are genetically inferior, how they are more susceptible to homosexuality because of their position, because of their penis envy, because of their curiosity of dark skin, that they find themselves in a behavior pattern of homosexuality and some more. And I encourage especially people of color to read Dr. Francis Cress Wellsing's Cress Theory on Confrontation of Racism. I think that's important. Color confrontation. Color confrontation. Yeah. And the ISIS paper is a book she wrote in 91. I believe if you start there, because some of the shit you may not understand if you haven't went at least to collegiate level in school, but if you start there, you will get a great idea of how she observed this phenomenon we call racism, which is white supremacy. She is such an intelligent woman, for real. Yeah, she's a great elder, and there's much power in her name and her work. And I'm going to make effort to continue to simplify the things I've understood by studying not only Dr. Welsing, Dr. Ben Yoheketen, Dr. Amos Wilson, Dr. Claude Anderson, and every other elder that has lived, especially the ones 80 plus. Dick Gregory, Neely Fuller Jr. It's, it's so many living legends that when one passed, I think it is ill time to make critique or commentary on their work without spending moments of giving praise and worship to their duty, especially to us as a collective black community. It definitely makes a difference when you read their works. It makes you see the world in a different type of way. And it makes you, the way you move throughout your day is totally different too, because you're just aware. And you notice a lot more things that other people don't notice. And you, you're kind of confused because it's like, don't you see obvious racist shit going on or don't you see i don't know it makes a difference you should definitely if you're listening definitely go look up some of the like man was saying the elders and see what they got to say i mean you got youtube now most of them did interviews youtube is a really <laughs> great source for a lot of things i encourage you all to take those clips off youtube and start saving them and recording them and keeping them and safeguarding them because our elders don't like to read yeah just i mean (laughs) just imagine if we would have had harriet tubman's words on tape somebody that had that on audio for us to listen to how powerful our elders now will be their words their experience in a hundred years so Definitely grab that. They do. We do not have an archive collectively as a people in this nation. So we have to personally and independently unite ourselves and our family units in order to safeguard and keep these things and treasure these items and these words and these gems and let them resonate within our bloodlines. Much love. Much peace to y'all. Wait, I have a bombada. Oh, bombada. <laughs> my life I has to fight, nigga. All oh, my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. 
Okay. I want to give the Boombada to Miss Monique Presley, who is Bill Cosby's attorney. If you go to YouTube and type in her name, you'll see her shutting down every single interview, <laughs> every single anchor person who does an interview with her, trying to be messy about Bill Cosby and trying to catch her up. She's a very sharp black woman. She's 45 years old, too. How do you feel about comments saying that they are disgusted that Bill Cosby has a black woman defending him? They're disgusted? Mm-hmm. Oh, because... It's a black woman. And he and all the... Uh, all the victims Alleged women. victims are women. women. Um, I think he made a smart decision. I think... He has a very strong black woman that will defend him as much as possible. I don't see the issue, really. What's the, are they saying because he likes white women so much, why don't you get a white woman lawyer? No, I think they're saying that he found a woman to defend him against all these other women. It's probably strategic, too. I don't know. I think... What if the law firm chose her to be the the face? Because I'm sure it's plenty lawyers, and I'm sure it's a but firm. I'm, I'm sure it was strategic because I think they said but it was a team said, of lawyers. Yeah, but who says it was Cosby who said, "Hey, you, I want her to be the face." It could have been the lawyer team. The team decides and saying, "Hey, this is the best image for us to speak." So either way, why not have a woman? You, it would be. Think about the image of a man as a lawyer sitting up there calling the women. Well, saying that the women aren't being truthful about a rape. I I also believe that she is very intelligent and she gives black lawyers, especially women, great motivation in order to pursue a career where they can be just as strong and skillful with their wordplay on a national screen. I do like that. I do like that she is very passionate about her work and that she is effective. I do like what I've read about her and her history. Oh, yeah. And... She be I, shutting them down, too. I definitely, <laughs> I, I definitely co-sign this boom play. Mrs. Presley. Mrs. Pre- Miss Monique Presley. Boom body Boom body to you, ma'am. You got anything else? I'm it. It's done. All right. Well, check us out on SoundCloud.com slash The Abstract Originals with dashes. Look us up on iTunes at The Abstract Originals. You can email us at The Abstract Originals at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Biggerda, B-I-G-G-E-R-D-A. Nubian Beach Mom. And the Twitter, well, the podcast Twitter is at underscore AB Originals. Get your 12 white folks and take that shit to trial, bitch.